performer. And this week is a little bit special because we have Jim Remley from Oregon here uh, with an extensive resume. I can't, I can't say enough about uh, Jim. Jim, you started uh, in at 19 years old and just your career just sounded like it blew up and is still growing today. Um, welcome, Jim. Thank you for Thank being you. here. That's my pleasure. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So how long in real estate now, Jim? This is my 33rd year. So 33rd it's been a while. Year. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good for you. Well, I actually, my always my first question is how did you get started and you know, sure. what was your upbringing like? But um, I want to ask this first question because okay. for me is 33 years. What would you say is your best practice for longevity in this business? Longevity, uh, you know, it definitely is the challenge. It's an 87% attrition rate in our industry. So most people don't make it past the first two years, the vast majority. Um, so if you can get past that first two-year mark, it's a good signal that you're probably going to be able to continue on and have a career. But getting past that two-year mark for most people is extremely difficult, right? So mm. I think the uh, for everyone, the best thing is... You know, don't think that you're just going to come out here and just crush it without having, uh, you know, training and mentoring and coaching. You need all those things to succeed at a high level. You got to remember that success leaves clues. And the people that um, have gone before you have made all the mistakes that you could make. But if you learn from them, you won't have to make as many. <laughs> yeah. So, I um, love that. I love yeah, that. That's, that's it. I mean, I, th I think the key longevity is, is also being a student. Of course, in 33 years, the industry is completely revolutionized several times over. Yeah. Um, and you have to keep up. I mean, that's that's one challenge for agents, too, is just keeping up with the technology and the, and the practices and the state of the art. Not being on the bleeding edge, because there's a bleeding edge of technology, but being on the cutting edge. Right. And my definition of that is, you know, being at least where your customers are. And so if your customers are using a certain level of technology, you need, you need to be using it or maybe a little bit earlier than that. A little bit earlier. So you're, like, you're a little bit ahead of the game, but you don't want to be so far out ahead of the game that it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You got to meet them where they're at. Meet them where they're um, at. So getting past the second year, <laughs> but now 33 years, I guess my next question is what keeps you inspired today? to do what you do as still at such a high level, growing the brokerage, um, still contributing to agents. Are you, you, are you still in production as well? No, no. no. I'm a, we have um, three offices, 225 agents. And wow. so we did a billion four in business last year. So <laughs> yeah, no I don't think you'd be in uh, yeah, <laughs> no time. a time. <laughs> question there. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, what keeps you, what keeps you inspired today? Uh, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, we all get in the real estate business for a reason. We all start with a why, right? Like, why am I doing this? I mean, for me, I was working in a lumber mill and, and going to college full time. At, so I worked at the lumber mill graveyard, went to college full time oh, uh, and uh, back trying to get a degree in computer programming back then. And so I got talked into getting my license by a buddy of mine. His dad owned a real estate company. And I thought it would be a good path because I was very entrepreneurial and I just fell in love with the industry and I fell in love with the ability that uh, the idea that, you know, there's unlimited income. It's all related mm -hmm. to your your commitment to work and commitment to excellence, how well you're willing to really go for it. Um, but 
you know, your why changes. When I was a young 19-year-old kid getting in the industry, mm. my why was, hey, I want to make a million dollars. I want to own my first house. I want to own several rentals and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the kind of, you know, I want to have cool trips and nice cars and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And what, what happens is, you know, if you're, if you, if you have some success in this industry, you achieve all that. And then what, right? So there's a, um, there's a, what I call a miserable level of success that a mm. lot of top agents suffer through. And these are the people that are alcoholics that have multiple divorces, the <laughs> kids can't stand them yet. They're the top producer at their company, you know? And so that, that miserable level of success is you just setting goals based on last year's performance. So an example would be, I did 20 million last year. So this year I'm going to do 25 right. and it just notches on a belt. There's no reason for it. Mm -hmm. Like who cares? It's just money in the bank. You don't even care about the money. You just want to be number one again. Right. So, and, and people like that, or do they go home to empty houses that are completely miserable? <laughs> you can tell in every transaction dealing with them that they're miserable people. So you have to figure out every single year for this year, What's my why? What am why am I doing this? Mm. What's going to get me up at five o'clock in the morning, work out, you know, write my to-do list and go crush the day every yeah. single day this year. And that's going to change. So the mm -hmm. idea is it's your, your why is dynamic. For me, I've gone and I've, I've kind of went and did different things and in, in the inside the industry, because we've got a million different paths we can take. We can go into leadership. We can grow a team today. Um, we can specialize in the different areas of the market. We can do just so many different things. Mm -hmm. So I just find, hey, what's what's exciting for me and what do I want to accomplish inside and outside the industry? So that's my answer. There. Yeah, that's huge. Um, so really, your why changes all the time. That's what keeps you inspired today. And today, it seems to be more fun because you built something worthwhile and then you could do a lot of uh, things that are parallel to what you're doing right now and still make it fun. For a producing agent, that's all they do, sell homes. I get yep. this question a lot. How, how do you make real estate fun? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's a great question. I mean, I think part of it is, um, well, fun is a relative term, right? We're always having more fun <laughs> when we're making yeah. more money. Because, yes. you know, <laughs> if we're not making money, this is pretty miserable business. <laughs> so, <laughs> but first of all, I got to figure out, um, and I call it your algorithm of success. So mm. you look at the top teams in America, and I coach a lot of the top teams in America, people doing 140 million, 80 million, $100 million in business. And when we look at these top teams, uh, what they've done is they figured out their personal algorithm of success. And what I mean by that is mm -hmm. they have a system that they're running in their business. And if you look at, you know, why do people buy into franchise? Why does somebody buy a McDonald's or a Taco mm -hmm. Bell or a different kind? They're buying a system that they know works, right? And so the trick here is I can't just come into this business and just kind of halfway have no plan and react every day and try to think I'm going to do five or 10 million or $20 million in business. That's where you're going to have misery and pain mm. and suffering all the time. I've got to come in and I've got to be working a system that's working in my market that, can, that creates predictable results day in, day out. And then I can tweak it. Then I can have fun with it. Then right. I can assign it to other people, just like McDonald's has, you know, a million different employees that just plug into a system and it produces millions of dollars on the other side. Yes, sir. That's what we can do as a team leader, as somebody that's trying to grow a business is we've got to systemize our, our algorithm of success. Now, I'll give an example of that really quickly is let's say I'm going to go after, I'm a, I'm a proponent of this is I'm going to go after um, 
farming and mailings as kind of my my algorithm. Right. Then I figure out, okay, what's gonna what's that gonna look like? So it might mean, hey, I figured out in my in my market, I'll give you the numbers. And in my market, I figured out that for every hundred pieces of mail, I produce one positive response. That's kind of an industry standard anyway, but it's yeah. true, one percent response rate. So for us, every eight positive responses, it doesn't mean you're getting a listing right, just a positive response. Right, for positive eight, response. Yeah, yeah, so eight positive responses generates a listing, right? Ooh. So now I still have the seven that I'm still working and mining and putting in my database, but the, mm. it produces an immediate one listing. So now I know for every 800 pieces I mail, I can generate one listing in my market. So now I know that it's going to cost me about $1,200, $1,500 to produce that mailing. Now it's a system. Now all I got to do is send out 12, 1500 pieces. I'm going to generate a listing and put seven more people in my database. I can make an incredible amount of money based on that little system right there. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely no question. That's a moneymaker. So I can do other things. I can add text technology to it. I can add video text technology to it. There's a million things, but that's just, you got to figure out what's working in your market. That's where it becomes fun. That's where the tweaking starts. And that's, that's my message. Yeah. And, and I think um, it, it, it's so simple and people don't want to track numbers. No, I don't get it. But it, why is that? Why do agents resist tracking numbers? Do you think? Well, it's the difference, you know, 95% of the population when faced with an escalator or stairs will always take the escalator. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, they they want the easy path. And, and frankly, what it what's comes down to is they want instant gratification. Mm. So this is this instant gratification mentality that's cropped up in our society over the last 20 or 30 years really uh, is the basis of companies like Realtor.com and Zillow and Homes.com. These companies that have, have cropped up and basically are creating leads to sell to realtors because realtors don't want to prospect. So realtors like, I don't, I'm just, I don't want to, I'm not a prospector. I don't want to prospect. And let me tell you something. If you can't figure out prospecting and lead generation on your own without paying for leads, you are not going to survive in this business long-term. You will not be here 30 years from now. Probably won't be here two years from now. You've got to figure it out and not buy leads. If you're buying leads, you are on a, a <laughs> express elevator down. And I'll give you an example of that. Um, 10, 20 years ago, when I saw Zillow and Realtor.com starting, they were selling about five to 10 million leads a year to realtors. Wow. And there was about 5 million sales happening. So back then, it actually was a pretty good deal. You buy a lead, it's a pretty solid lead. You got a pretty good chance of selling it. Whole teams, even today, bought into that concept, started buying leads for their teams and are still doing so today. And they're going to get crushed with this um, because what's happened is the lead quality has gone down like a rock over the last 10 years. So wow. today you might, um, first of all, they're selling 200 million leads to realtors this year, and there's still only going to be about 5 million transactions. So your close rate on these things is now less than a half percent. So what that means is if I get 100 leads from Zillow, which I purchase, right. I've got to grind through 99.5 to yep. get to one closed transaction. The ROI on that, and people have figured this out, is a negative 32%. For every dollar I get, I'm losing 30 to give. I'm losing $1.32. That makes right. sense. So those, wow. those are the kinds of things that drive me crazy. We've got to get away from instant gratification. We've got to dive into lead generation I'm in control of. Oh, wow. Guys, if you didn't, oh, thank you everyone for being here. That was, that was worth the call right there. Back to the fundamentals. If you don't figure out prospecting, you're not going to be in the business two years from now. I have a problem with 
agents who coach agents to say, you don't need to call people. You can just get leads off, off of social media and you can make a million bucks. Well, what do you say to that, Jim? Well, I, I think social media, it, the, the trap in social media is that it's a cursing and a blessing in some, in some ways. First of all, I'm an advocate of social media, but here's where I'm an advocate for it. I'm an advocate for it where it serves the purpose of you being in front of your own database more frequently. So it adds a touch point to your own database, right? So, um, and I'm a, I'm a big believer in this, that if I've got a thousand people in my database and I, I need to touch them 20 to 50 times a year to make sure that I'm gonna get their business and get my referral business, part of those touches can be through social media and it's completely appropriate and you should be doing it, okay? Right. Here's where you see coaches out there selling systems like I'm going to show you how to, by Facebook ads and Instagram ads and you know, TikTok ads and these things. And it's going to generate enough business for you to make a living through that. I doubt it. <laughs> Not in my experience in training the best agents in America. My, my feeling on that, that, that's kind of a fool's errand. And I just don't see it working effectively in my markets and the people that I serve. I, I do think that those Instagram, Facebook ads, they, they work to, build, uh, to bring people in. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know what to say. Yeah. If you don't know, if you don't know sales, the language of sales, you're not going to make any sales. Right. Right. So um, do you, you and your brokerage have a system of teaching uh, realtors sales skills? Yeah. Selling skills is important. Um, I, I think the language of sales is super important. When we look mm -hmm. at language, I'll give you an example of language. There's a great book uh, by Robert Caldini called Influence. If you haven't read mm -hmm. that book, it's one of the best sales read books ever written. So Robert talks about the simple little thing, and it relates to sales language, what you're talking about, John, mm -hmm. is if I ask somebody, hey, would uh, you like to receive my email newsletter about real estate, some fun things, some DIY projects, architectural stuff happening in the neighborhood. Would you like to get that? The response rate when I use the word like is a 90% no. <laughs> mm -hmm. No thanks. <laughs> so we've all experienced this walking into stores and stuff. The reverse of this is if I just change out the word like for would it be okay? Hey, would it be okay if I sent you my email newsletter? It's got some fun stuff in there about, you know, real estate architecture, you know, some DIY projects some cool listings in the, in the area. Just keep everybody up to date on the market trends. Would that be okay? The net, the, it's an inverse of that. 90% yes rate to yeah. that when we just reverse out like for okay. Now, that kind of thing seems like it's kind of crazy, <laughs> but it's true and it's been studied. And so that's the power of the language of sales. I'll give you a quick, um, uh, I think, powerful way to look at this is if we want to make $500,000 a year, a million dollars a year, $2 million a year, even $300,000 a year, we have to accept that the, the highest paid professionals in our market areas, when I'm talking about doctors and attorneys and stockbrokers and financial people, those highly, highly paid people in your community have to memorize things, right? Mm -hmm. They're required to remember. You wouldn't want to have a doctor who hasn't memorized a medical procedure. You wouldn't want an attorney who hasn't memorized parts of the law, right? You wouldn't want an accountant who doesn't know the tax code and has to memorize things. Yet what happens with every realtor you talk to, there's instant resistance to this idea that I have to learn a script. Yeah. And that I'm going to be scripted in any way. So when you have, when you accept that, you know what, if I want to get to the top of my earning potential, I have to memorize some scripting. Mm -hmm. Now I am going to empower myself. 
and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I use a three-step method for this process, especially when it comes to listening presentations really quickly. The first step is memorization, right? I got to memorize a script. <laughs> I got to find somebody who's got a great script that I like, tweak it to my own voice, then memorize it. So step one. By the way, the trick for memorization, record yourself in your cell phone, listen to it every day in your Bluetooth as you're driving. You'll memorize everything in a week. Second is I move from memorization to internalization, like an athlete mm -hmm. with a football basketball player with a basketball, whatever, golf, golfer with a golf club. I'm going to learn some muscle memory around these scripts. I'm going to internalize. I can throw to any position on the field. I can hit to any place on the golf course. The third thing I'm going to do is in a sales setting, when I'm sitting with John and I'm having a conversation now, because I've memorized it and internalized it, if John throws me something of a curveball, like, Hey, I want to talk about this rather than that. Now I can personalize the conversation. So as I'm talking to John, this is not going to feel scripted. It's not going to feel canned. It's not going to feel salesy because I practiced it and I know my scripting cold. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to sell because I'm going to know what I'm talking about. So that's why the power of scripting is so important. People want to go in instantly to personalize, Jim. Yes, right. They skip the the memorization and internalization and then they want go straight to personalization yeah i think that's a mistake how do we get agents to buy into more of this process called language of sales and and scripting well i, I think the one of the best um ways to kind of get it across is uh when you are in a sales setting and you're on the other side, right? You're, you're the person being sold. We'll call it that. Yeah. And you have a person trying to sell you something you sense um, either they have confidence or they don't have confidence mm. and confidence is going to come from, and it stems from competence. Confidence is a direct relation to competence, right? Mm. So if I come and I start to sit with somebody and they don't have competence and they don't come across confident, we instantly can smell that a mile away, right? Wow. So this is the power of competence is, is really, is really, really, really critical. So where do you get? So then the question is, where do I get competence? The way I get competence is through memorization, things we talked about. And it also comes from something else. If you read the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, yes, uh, Malcolm talks about the 10,000 hour rule, which yeah. everybody's heard of now. He kind mm -hmm. of you know pioneered that concept. But if you haven't heard it, basically, if you look at all the masters in any profession, athletes, sports, musicians, all of them, most of them, the world-class ones for sure, have, had, have practiced their craft 10,000 hours. So this is a great lesson for agents is this. If I were to ask you in the year 2022, which we're all in 2022, uh, how many hours have you practiced your listening presentation? Have you practiced it one hour, five hours, 10 hours? Have you practiced it 100 hours? I'm going to tell you the agents that have practiced at 100 hours are absolutely masters of that presentation. They will always take the listing every single time. The agents that are phoning it in with the yellow legal pad want to personalize on the fly, but come across not confident because they're not competent, will lose every time. Yeah. Well, with that being said, then what um, what's the best script, in your opinion, in, in the industry right now for listing presentation? 
Uh, that's a, <laughs> there's, I would say the best script is the one that fits you best and is yesable right. for you. So mm. we, at my company, my coaching company, we've, we have a 17 page visually stunning listing presentation. And then we have a script for every page okay. right, that we've written. And we recommend that people memorize the script behind every page and that will, you know, enhance it. So I would say everybody needs to create a visual presentation and then a script for every page. Maybe you can find one from your coach, your trainer, or maybe you join one of our systems and then you model that. But here's the key. You want to make it, you want to put it into your voice and make it yesable. Um, what I mean by yesable is imagine you're sitting on the other side of the table and there, and that script is being used on you, not mm. in a bad way, just, just being said to you. Right. Would you, would you say yes to it if you're on the other side, right? Okay. If you're on the side, well, yeah, that makes sense, right? Um, for instance, I might say in a, my listing presentation, hey, you know what? One of the things that we always... Um, like to talk about with our clients is you know, what we call the three P's. So uh, the three P's are the kind of the three-legged table that your ability to sell as your, your house sits on. And if one of these things is out of alignment, you won't sell. Mm -hmm. uh, so number one in that three-legged table is price. We got to get your price right. The uh, we got to meet the market where it's at, get that price right. Second, we got to get your product right, which is the house itself. Mm -hmm. And then we got to get the right promotion. We got to make sure that we're promoting the property properly in the marketplace. And then I've got an amazing marketing engine, this is what we call it, that will put your house in front of every buyer within 24 hours. Uh, but we definitely got to get the price and product right because the best uh, you know, market in the world won't sell an overpriced property. <laughs> it won't sell a property that's in bad condition. So on this condition issue, here's a question for you. Hmm. Uh, and if do you, does this sound super canned to you? <laughs> By the way, it just sounds natural, right? Because I no, said you, it a million times. You, uh, delivering what you usually say on a daily basis. It's just yeah, a conversation, talking, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I, I will just dive into this whole conversation. Wow. The keys with a, a great presentation, by the way, is it's not a monologue. It's always a dialogue. So when I'm talking to somebody, you know, 80%, unlike, you know, we're not just going to be just talking, 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 talking. The idea is 80% of the time I'm listening and it's a listening presentation. Mm. And 20% of the time I am presenting or more importantly, asking a question. So I want to be asking questions, listening, preparing to ask another question, listening, preparing mm. to ask another question, listening. And I'll put, of course, interject some scripting in there. But most of the time, this is a dialogue. And by the, having that dialogue and people hearing their own voice, they're going to feel completely engaged. They're going to feel comfortable. They're going to feel excited about working with you because you're really paying attention to their needs. My goodness. So selling is not telling. No. Selling is actually listening 80% of the time and asking questions. It is not a monologue. It's a dialogue. That's yes. gold right there. Tell us a little bit more about this uh, coaching program that you have. What does it entail? So we have two different levels of coaching. We have, um, we've got an incredible 20 week coaching program where I'm with you every day for 20 straight weeks. <laughs> Sounds uh -huh. intense, but you can think of it kind of like the Netflix of coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, you come in and we've got uh, these 20 weeks broken up into five sections. And every day you come in and you have a cup of coffee in the morning, like you typically will drink up your coffee. And then you're going to watch a coaching uh, section with me. Now these are short, they're 10, 15 minutes, but they're highly focused. And they're going to give you a very specific mission to accomplish during that day. Mm -hmm. And we're going to give you the downloads behind it. So when I talk about a script, an email, I talk about a text program, a social media program, whatever mm -hmm. I'm talking about, we've already created it. You just have to download it and use it in your market. Uh, and then with that, within that 20 weeks, we also give you live coaching 
um, for, you know, as long as you're in the coaching program, three times a week. So three times a week, you're getting live coaching from me. We do it on Mondays. We do it on Wednesdays. We do it on Fridays. So Monday's like a Monday momentum. We're giving you all the best ideas I've learned in the last seven days from my top producers. And then on Wednesdays, we have a Wednesday workshop, which we did this morning, where we bring in a tech expert and they walk us through the best technology uh, mm -hmm. that's out there and the new apps and different things that are, people are using. And then on Fridays, we bring in a mastermind, so it's a top producing agent, and we interview them. So, you know, that's kind of how it looks. We also have a, uh, a brokerage level coaching mm -hmm. for brokers uh, so or team leaders. So for those folks, um, they come in and they actually get an elevated level of coaching where they meet with me uh, twice a month personally with another group of agents or broker leaders from around the country. And the benefit to those folks is that they actually, all of the people that are in their office get the, 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 the first year coaching included. So it's kind of a cool uh, platform. Um, and it's one of the most affordable coaching programs in the country, by the way. Uh, the first two weeks is absolutely free. So you can just jump, jump in, join it, see if it works for you, see if you like what you're hearing and see if it's the right fit. So awesome. That works. Well, um, I would uh, love for, for you to share with me a link so I can post it down below the Facebook wall. And so yeah, everybody sure. can get access to more information on this. Uh, and you can okay. all find it, by the way, at e, e, like an elephant real estate coach, e real estate coach. E real estate coach. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I do want to switch back here. Sure. Uh, Jim, you did 150 transactions as a new agent. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't call that a struggle. Um, how? As a new agent, because everybody wants to know as a new agent, how do I crush it? How do yeah. you do that? Well, first of all, uh, <laughs> I put my pants on just like everyone else. So I'm not superhuman. Uh, six, <laughs> I, first six months in the business, I struggled. I was not super successful. Okay. Uh, but after that first six months, I kind of had an epiphany about the fact that I had to really focus myself on learning from others, not just trying to, because I, I think me, like a lot of people just want to just do it. And we just want to yeah. put our blinders on like, I can do this. I can figure mm -hmm. this out. And, and it's such a bad way <laughs> of trying to run your business. Um, so finally I said, okay, I'm going to read every single book. I'm going to go to, they, we didn't have podcasts back then, but I'm going to go to every single live seminar I can. I'm going to wow. buy the tapes. I'm going to invest in the coaching. And I did it with several different coaches. Wow. And I took everything that they told me and I said, you know what, here's, I'm going to take all that and I'm going to use it and I'm going to see if it works. And it worked. So uh, I was 19 though, in the, as a new agent in the industry, as a 19 year old, you know, one of the things I coach is, you know, our sphere of influence is the engine of our business. Yeah. Um, and we got to grow that. We got to have our thousand true fans. But as a 19 year old, I didn't have <laughs> my peers were not buying real estate. Right. No. So um, I had to do some different things. And, and, you know, I focused on for sale by owners, for rent by owners, expired listings, farming mm -hmm. areas. I also was huge on absentee owners. Uh, really, those five areas is where I focus all my energy. I uh, was one of the first uh, people really in the country to form a team. Um, so, you know, we, we formed a team, myself and another guy in the office, we hired an assistant. And so we started growing from there and just um, started crushing it. So that, you know, the whole focus is on listings, 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 listings. And uh, when you dominate the listing market, you dominate the sales market, especially wow. coming into our transitional market that we're entering into, into today, even more so. I want, I do. That was my next question is in this changing market right now, uh, what do you think newer agents have to do? Because uh, seasoned agents have databases. Our right. shape's not going to stop. It's going to keep moving. It's going to move a little bit slower, but new agents, it seems like it's stopping for some of them. 
yeah. what would you advise them right now to move forward in this changing market besides, you know, taking a lot of listings? Because that's what they want. Yes. Yeah. But how do you do it? Right. What are those? Right. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, the reason why for a lot of them, uh, for, when you look at the numbers, I think 62% of the agents in the market today have never experienced a market downturn. Mm. So they entered the market after 2012. And so they've been a straight up vertical market. That's actually been a, a completely different market than Did really a healthy market. Jim? 62%. Yeah. 62. Of all agents right now that are active? Yes. Have never experienced a market downturn. 62%. So when, yeah, when you look at that, you say, okay, um, if, if I'm one of those agents and even if I'm not, even if I've been through downturn, but it's been a while, like, what am I going to do to right. like, like actually take control and not just kind of sit back and have this market roll over me, which is what a lot of agents will do. Yeah. We're starting to see a lot of agents already exit the business. There's been a fast acceleration of exiting. You're going to see that continue. And I want you to reset your mindset on this and think, mm -hmm. actually, I can actually grow market share during a downturn. Mm. And the reason I can grow market share during a downturn is because a lot of agents are going to exit, number one. And number two, a lot of these agents have been instant gratification agents. And they've been, you know, buying leads from Zillow and Realtor.com. What happens when there's no leads from Realtor and Zillow? Which is what's happening, by the way. That those leads dry up. Those leads get even worse than they were, already were. What do you do then, right? So the, the key here is proactivity. Mm -hmm. And I call this having your five non-negotiables. Like when you get up out of bed in the morning, do you know the five things you need to do to win the day? Mm -hmm. If you don't know the five things you need to do to win the day, you are in trouble right mm -hmm. out of the gate. You're in trouble. So I have to say, I, for me, what do I have to do? Like, what do I have to get done? Everything else is a luxury beyond the five, right? So for me, as a, if I'm an agent, maybe a new agent in the business, what are the five things I got to do? So I'm going to say, I've got to, first of all, try to create some now business, some proactive now, like right now. now business, business. Right? Yeah. So for me, that might be, I'm going to call five for, for sale by owners and try to set some appointments, right? I'm going to call five rental owners, try to set some appointments. I'm going to call five expired listings, try to set some appointments. And that's three things I could do right there, right? In addition, every single day, I'm consistently working my sphere of influence. And I'm not just phoning it in. I have a set system I'm working that's very intentional, that's really um, you know, focused in on building relationships. And I'll tell you something. We look at the top agents in the country, the people that are doing all these millions and millions of dollars of business. And I, you ask them where their business comes from. Inevitably, it's almost always their sphere. But when you talk about, to about specific transactions, they'll say, well, yeah, I sold my buddy a house. I listed my friend's house. Yeah. I listed my pal's house. They're referring to their, their people, not as clients, not as customers, but as friends. Mm. And this is a whole different mindset among the top agents, the top echelon of agents in this country, is that they look at their database as friends and they treat them as such. And I want you to say to yourself, when you look at your database that you got right now, your 100, your 200, your 300, your 500, how many of those people, those people consider you their friend, right? Mm -hmm. If the answer is, well, maybe two of them, well, your data, you're not working your database properly because you're looking at them transactionally, not mm -hmm. relationally. You have to change your mindset and say, I'm going to work at this relationally. I'm building relationships, which lead to transactions. But first and foremost, it's a relationship I'm building. And when I open my mind, take my blinders off, your business will fundamentally change forever if I focus on that kind of concept. Uh, so, that, you know, identify your five non-negotiables, think it now business, but also pair that with your sphere of influence.
go now business, do now business, the for sale by owner, for rent by owner, expired listings, absentee owners, but you could be farming. I mean, we have a whole list investor marketing. There's a whole, you know, it's probably a hundred things I could do, but there's like five of them right there. Yeah. So five of them right there. While meanwhile, still being really cognizant of your database, be relational instead of transactional with your past clients and center of influence. Can't say this enough. Jim, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> we are out of time. How can we join your coaching and how can we join your brokerage if, if they're in, in your local area? Uh, first of all, to, to join the coaching, you can just hop over to eRealEstateCoach.com. First two weeks is free for individual coaching. Um, and then after that, super, super affordable, less than you're paying for coffee every day, I guarantee it. <laughs> so it's super, super affordable. Awesome. Um, and then if the brokerage coaching, just reach out to me directly and we can set you up for that. Um, we are in Southern Oregon. So if you have anybody that uh, would like to you know, take a look at joining us or you have referrals for us out here in Southern Oregon, we're just over the border from uh, California, the first two offices, Ashland and Medford. And we have another office in Eugene. So we'd love to work with you on that side as well. Awesome. Well. Jim, again, I could talk to you for hours. Thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge and your years of experience. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. And I hope to see you soon. All right. Have a great day, guys. Have a great day. You bet. Bye-bye.